Make sure all seats are in the upright position and trays are put away before we take off. KR Media proudly presents Kingdom Rock Radio with your Bible teachers, Pastor Mark A. Stroud. I'm looking to what the Lord Jesus has in his hand for me. And Pastor Suniko Stroud. With God on their side, they were stronger than anybody. Get the latest downloads from our website. You can download today's message as an MP4, MP3, or simply download the Kingdom Rock app to your mobile devices from the iTunes Store or Android Market. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center in Bremen, Georgia. And remember, Jesus is Lord. Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Mark A. Stroud. I thank you so much once again for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today, you're going to hear one of my great friends. His name is Pastor Leon Armstrong of World Overcomers Ministries in Jackson, Mississippi. He was here with us on one Wednesday night during our Hour of Power and shared with us the message entitled, The Order of the Body of Christ. Oh, it was such a blessing to us, and I know it's going to be a blessing to you as well. Without any further ado, here comes today's message right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. We just love you guys. How many are ready for the word this, this evening? And uh, I, I hope to give you something to, to chew on. I don't, I don't bring any popcorn and peanuts and potato chips. I don't do junk food. Amen. You got to come with an appetite because we're going to get into some greens and macaroni and cheese and some, some real good food. Amen. <laughs> Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this day, Lord. Again, we thank you for uh, this awesome ministry, this awesome church and leader and I thank you, God, for this church family, and I thank you for the relationship and the fellowship that you've blessed us to have uh, with this house. And, and, Lord, all of the beautiful souls that are here, all of the congregants that are here, Father, uh, Lord, we ask that your word would come forth plainly and simply just to allow us to experience uh, by your spirit the understanding that's in your word. You are the true teacher. And, and, and Lord, you, you use men to communicate your word. And, and so, Father, I ask that this be your communication and not mine. Uh, Father, that you will speak exactly what you want and etch it upon and infuse it into the hearts of your people today. Because your words are the only words that can give life, that can transform lives, that can bring forth victory, that can carry us throughout eternity. So we receive your word now. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. I want to ask you to turn in your Bibles if you have it, and I hope you do. First Corinthians uh, chapter 15. I want to talk about a little bit, like I said earlier, our responsibility. Uh, and I want us to understand, I want to pull out something today that is often overlooked. It seems like the Lord gives me those type of assignments, uh, things that the body of Christ uh, needs to hear for these last days and we need to understand these are the last days and we're going to see some of the greatest things that God has ever planned happen right before our eyes uh, but we don't want to be uh, onlookers amen we don't, we don't want to be just uh, those who observe or those who are just kind of sitting back watching God do his thing I made up my mind years ago that I want to participate. I want to be in this thing. I want to, I want to be right into what God is doing. So the kingdom of God does not come with observation. 
Amen. Amen. You, you got to participate in what God is doing. And there's a way to do that. So we want to get into this. Uh, and, and I want to identify here. I'll be talking about the orders, the order in the body of Christ. There is an order. I want you to understand we're not all going to get the same rewards. Y'all understand that, right? Heaven is not going to be the same for everyone. I w- See, these are some of the things that the church has not been able to dig into. Uh, a, a lot of people just, they're just glad to say, you know, as long as I make it to heaven. And I, I say to anyone that has that, 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 uh, that, that kind of mentality, you won't feel that way when you get there. You, I promise you, because you'll see that there, there, there are lower realms of heaven that aren't so, you know, as they used to say in the old days, howdy, howdy, and never goodbye. Uh, it, it's not going to be so howdy for everyone. All right. So, and then there are higher realms of heaven for those who have been faithful, for those who have walked the word, who have not only been hearers of the word, but doers of the word. For those who have studied to show themselves to prove unto God a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we have a responsibility. God will do his part, but there's a part we have to do. And I want to talk about the order that's in the body of Christ. So, so see, this will make you look at yourself and say, what, which order am I in? And, and, and you don't have to stay where you are. Amen. If God says there's more, then you can qualify for more because the plan of God is for everyone. But God knows not everyone is going to do the necessary things in order to uh, ascend, ascend to the higher places, okay? So let's look at a couple of scriptures and and let's get into this. Uh, here in, you have the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, all right? Look at uh, verse... Uh, 20, I'll start there. And it says, but now is Christ risen uh, from the dead and become the first fruits of them that sleep. For since by man came death, by man came also resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own, what does your Bible say? Order, every man in his own order, every man, woman, in his or her order. The order here is not, has nothing to do with flesh and blood. It has nothing to do with a race or country or economics. The order here has to do with your spiritual altitude, your spiritual development in walking with the Lord, your growth and maturity by way of the word of God. So every man in his order, and then it tells you what the order is. My Bible says Christ, the first fruits. Do you have that? All right. I'm going to write that on the board. You have Christ. Slash first fruits all right that's the top order of the body of christ notice what it says verse 23 but every man in his own order christ the first fruits afterward they that are christ they that belong to christ 
at his coming. Okay, y'all with me? All right. So in other words, what the, what the word is telling me here then and telling us is that there's a people in the body of Christ who are going to actually come into the likeness of Jesus Christ. They're going to get full of the word. They're going to get full of the spirit. And the Lord is going to show up in these people. In other words, he's going to do the same things that he did when he walked the shores of Galilee 2,000 years ago. He's going to show up in these people, manifest his glory, and do great signs, wonders, miracles through the people who have been dedicated to the word of God, to live the word of God, and be the first fruits of Christ. They are just like Christ. They are in that fullness of Christ order. Then all the other believers in the body of Christ, he just says, they are his when he comes. They, they belong to him. So in other words, kind of like saying, uh, this child that has been obedient, has listened to everything I said, has followed my directions, they're just like me, but these other children, they just belong to me. That, that, that's essentially what's being said. So you have two different, you have two orders. You have those that are going to be just like Christ because of their dedication, because of their hunger to eat the word, to hunger and thirst for righteousness, and you shall be what? Filled. And that's, that's the qualification to get full. God wants you to get full. And I think I've said this before to you when I was here, that we know how to address our physical hunger and thirst. Amen. We know how to go out to Piccadilly's and to other places where we love to eat and eat not just barely enough to my hunger goals, but we eat until we are full. We know how to do that with the flesh. But you listen, do not feed your flesh more than you feed your inner man. Your inner man, which is spirit and soul, hungers for the word of God, hungers for the truth. Make sure you feed your inner man. I remember God dealt with me years ago when I used to be at home on Saturdays after work. And I kept saying, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you. And so I, he said, well, pay attention to what you're doing. I said, what you mean, Lord? And he said, watch how many times you go to the refrigerator on Saturday. And I think I counted by that evening, even if I didn't get anything out of the refrigerator, I had gone to the refrigerator perhaps 16 or 17 times. You know, you sit up and watch games and movies and you go to the fridge, you look for a Coke, you go to, you go to the fridge, get a sandwich, you go to the fridge or the cabinet to get some chips. I had gone to the fridge. I had made all that effort to get something to keep feeding my flesh. Now the Lord says, if you'd open your, your Bible that many times and find a word to eat on, you'll get to know me then. So you, and I said, okay, I started taking the Lord seriously and said, that's exactly what I need to do then. I need to, I need to start feeding on the word of, of God and make it a regular dietary uh, demand for my life if I'm going to grow. Because I kept asking the Lord, I want to grow, I want to grow, I want to grow. And he told me exactly what to do. All right. Amen. Amen. Now, now, this is going to be important because all your rewards that God has for you, how he wants to use you. Everyone has a ministry in them. 
Everyone has a call on them. Everyone has divine assignment that's already written with your name on it. Everyone has a book in heaven with your name on it. God has already thought about you. That's why scripture says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? God has thought so much of every increment of your life from birth all the way throughout eternity. But he's not going to make you live out your full potential. That's up to you. You know, you can, you can walk a man and say, I'm going to lead you to the door. But you're going to have to make up your mind to walk through it. Amen. So your pastor can't push you through the door. He can't make you put your face in the Bible and study. He can open up the Bible, the church. He can open up the sanctuary and say I'm teaching at such and such time and be here if you want the word and you want to be fed. He'll spread the table. He'll put the food out. But he can't make you eat. You have to make up your mind. It says, God has a plan for me. God has thought of me. God wants to use me to even help change the world, to change this community. God will do it if I come and eat at his table. What did Jesus tell us? Let's, let's just go. Let's, let's, let's go to the word. Go to John uh, 6. John 6. John 6. Oh, I love John. This, this, the writings, the revelation that is in John. Jesus reveals so much about his character, his self. Look at John 6 and 48. What does Jesus say? He says, I am the what? Bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and they still died or are dead. This bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Let's jump down to 53. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you do what? Eat the flesh of the Son of Man and do what? Drink his blood. You have no life in you. So here Jesus tells us your path to everything that he has for you, to everything he's going to take you to, is to eat his flesh. He commands us to eat his flesh, to drink his blood. That means to study the word or the truth and to be led by the spirit, to imbibe the spirit. It's going to be spirit and word because God's image, God's image is spirit and word. God's image is spirit and word. So if the Bible tells us that we ought to be conformed to the image of his son and God's image is spirit and word, then we have to do what Jesus said, eat his flesh, drink his blood, or study his word and follow his spirit in order to get God's image in us. Amen. Amen. See, too many Christians are spending their time trying not to sin because they think if they don't sin that they'll be like Jesus. Isn't that natural for us to think that way? 
If I don't commit sin, I'm, I, I'm like Jesus. But I don't care how many sins you stop doing, you won't be any more like Jesus than when you were in the world and didn't know him. Because not sinning doesn't make you like Jesus. Eating the word makes you like Jesus. Jesus is word. He is the word made flesh. He is the bread from heaven. You have to eat the word to become like Jesus. Now, is it good to stop sinning? Absolutely, you should. I'm going to tell you why. Because how many still think that if I don't sin, I'm, I'm living a life to avoid committing sin so that I can make it into heaven. That's smart. Y'all don't raise your hand. Y'all been taught well. <laughs> Because there's no way in the world that you not committing sin is going to secure your place in heaven. Not when God laid it all on Jesus. And all God required you to do for salvation is to do what? Have faith in Jesus. So the reason for you not to commit sin is not to go to heaven because Jesus already secured heaven for you. So heaven is already yours. Heaven is already mine. Don't worry about me. I already got heaven. And if you get that before me, I'll see you after a while. Or vice versa because heaven is secured by what Jesus did in his atoning work he finished sin at the cross now there is a reason why I shouldn't sin or I've tried to live holy as I can because we're all going to still commit sin from time to time but to live a holy and righteous life there is a reason that I want to do this but it's not to get into heaven it is to reach the high call we're not to be satisfied with being born again, but we ought to live right because heaven has been given to us as a free gift for accepting Christ. Now, what am I supposed to do with that? Now, some people hear that. You're saying all sins are paid for. Yes. You mean we don't have to worry about sin? That's correct. You mean we can go and live like we want to? No. Because that's the human mind starts reasoning. And then I can go and live like I want to. No, that's not why God did that. God gave you the freedom, he freed you from sin and the power thereof so that you can then start to get in this race. You are born in a race. You're supposed to run this race to get to the high call, which high call is to be this first fruits to become, to become. Everybody say to become. To become like Christ. That's why you ought to give yourself to this, to become like Christ. I'm going to show you, you know, because if you give yourself to the flesh, you're going to end up doing being in the category or the order with those other children that just belong to him. And those children are not going to get rewarded. Those children are not going to get all the blessings that they could have because they lived after their flesh rather than after the spirit. Let's look at another example, if you will. Uh, are, are we finished almost? Is it, is it time? Tell me when. Because, see, I, I'm, I'm trying to be short real quick with you. Uh, let's do this. Go to 2 Thessalonians. I'm talking about an order. And I want you to be able to know that you can, if you're not already in the right order, you can ascend. If you know others that are not, you can show them and help them to understand that there's a higher order to live in because the Lord is coming soon and we want to be found in the seeking and pursuing the highest order. 
Second uh, Thessalonians chapter one. You with me? All right. Uh, let's read verse seven on down. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. When he shall come, watch his coming, when he shall come, here's his order, to be what? Glorified in his saints. All right. Glorified in his saints. And then it adds another group of people. That's the first group. And to be admired in all of them, in all of them that believe. To be admired in them that believe. Okay? So you got two orders, two groups here. Those, you see, Christ is coming, and his coming involves glorifying himself. I told you earlier that Jesus is going to show up in a people before he comes and take a people from the earth. He's going to show up fully in a people first. Whoever is following the Spirit, whoever has given themselves to the truth, he's going to glorify himself in the saints, in these people. But all the other believers, they'll just sit back and admire. Wow, look at what Jesus did to you, brother. You, you've been studying the word. You've been following after the spirit. You've been coming to Bible study. You've been faithful to follow God. And now God is showing up in you and you're raising the dead and you're going over there. What's the closest hospital? Higgins. Now, you're going over to Higgins, and every time you go over to Higgins, the whole ward gets uphealed. All right? That's Jesus Christ glorifying himself in this brother right here. But everybody else, if, if, if this brother just kind of say, I'm just going to stay home every Wednesday night and on certain services, and I'm just going to watch TV. I'm going to go fishing. I'm not going to study. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to do anything to prepare. He's going to turn around and see what God is doing in him, and he's going to admire. So, wow, how come God is using you like that? He's not using me. Because this man paid a price. This man gave himself to the word. And anybody else that's just kind of going shopping, getting their hair done, doing all the things, and, and attending to the matters of the flesh and not giving any attention to the spirit or soul, there are just going to be the, those children that just belong to Jesus. They just believe. But Jesus came to them that believe and said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples? So I found out there's a difference between those that believe and disciples. The majority, the whole church believe. I mean, James even told us demons believe. But how many people will sacrifice and become disciples 
And a disciple is not somebody that says, I go to church every Sunday. I, I, I believe in Jesus. I follow him. No, a disciple, a disciple is a person who gives themselves to become. To do what? To become. That's what a disciple does. They, they, they are students. They're, they're saying, Jesus, they're measuring themselves. Am I like you today? Did I handle it like you? If, I, if I'm mad today, God, I repent. I want to have your temperament. I want to be sweet like you. I want to be nice like you. I want to be forgiving like you. A, a, a disciple checks himself, checks herself that, to see if I'm doing it like Christ, if I'm following his word. That's what a disciple does. I want to become like him. I want to get full of his word because I don't want to be in this number two group that are just children who did their own thing, had their own attitude, never corrected themselves, never disciplined themselves to get into the words of life. But I want to be in this group that Jesus says, you're the first fruits. You grew in my word and I'm coming to glorify myself in you. Y'all hear me? Go to, go to Matthew. Here's the last one. Matthew 25, my own schedule preacher. Bishop told us to respect the house, respect the house, the man of the house, the woman of the house, told us to respect the time in the house. So if the time is 20 minutes, I want to cut it off at 20 minutes. Now, you all are familiar with verse, uh, chapter 25 the, concerning the ten virgins. And, and this is a parable, and it's giving us, it's talking about ten virgins. Ten virgins. Virgins have to do with being born again. When you were born again, you became a virgin in the spirit unto the Lord. A virgin unto the Lord. And, but, but here this parable makes a distinction between all of the virgins. So it tells me that there are at least two groups in the body of Christ. Okay? So there are the five wives. Let's just read a little bit. He says in verse 1 of chapter 25, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps, went forth to meet the bridegroom. The five and five of them were wise. And five were foolish. How many groups do we have here? Two groups. There's an order in the body of Christ. And the whole point of this is the Lord is saying, trying to show us we can choose which order we want to be a part of. All right. So if I want to be a lazy Christian that doesn't want to study, then I'll end up in the second lower order. But if I am thinking in terms of, well, you know what? The bridegroom is coming one day. I'm going to meet him. I want to be ready for him. I want him to look at me and smile. I want him to say, well done. I want him to give me a crown of righteousness. I want him to crown me with his glory and honor. I, I want him to say, you are my child. You have been just like me. Come in and enter into the joy of the Lord. Come in and come into your inheritance. Come in and sit at my throne with me. Come in and wear my crown with me. Come and rule and reign with me. That, that's, that's, that's coming. I'm telling you that's coming. And so when scripture says, study to show yourself approved, a workman need not be ashamed. You know what? For those who have not studied and given themselves to the word, I promise you there's going to be shame because when the time of rewards to come, 
is going to be, Lord, I wish I could have done that. You know, I always bring up that reference of the old Lou Rawls song back in the day, shoulda, woulda, coulda. A lot of people are going to sing that. I, if, if I, Lord, just give me one more chance. I should have studied more. I would have. Uh, I could have. God, if you just put me back and give me a little bit more time, I'll study. I'll get to know you. I'll live for you. A lot of believers are going to experience that. But how many know we don't have to? We don't have to. That's the thing. We do not have to. If we make first things first and say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Listen, you don't even have to worry about all the things that you need. They'll be added to you. Because you know what? We often been taught things are blessings, but things are not blessings. Things are added. The kingdom of God is the blessing. See, we hadn't been taught that the kingdom of God is the blessing. If you seek the kingdom of God, God will add the things. Things are just added. God will continue to add to you whatever you need and things you hadn't even thought of. God will add to you. You know, God is a mind blower. He knows how to blow your mind. He knows how to give you things that you never expected you would ever receive. So I just stop seeking after things and I just seek after the Lord and say, God, feel free to blow my mind anytime you get ready. Let, let, let the Lord give you whatever he wants. Cause I found out he's better at it than I am. You see, we, we, you go seek him after, hey, look at that 2,500 square foot house. Man, I wish I had that. Well, excuse me. How do you know the Lord don't want to give you a 5,000 square foot house? You see, y'all, y'all, y'all not with me on that. <laughs> you, you got to, you got to quit focusing on the wrong thing. Focus on the kingdom. God will add to your life as he sees fit. It's his prerogative. Amen. Let him do it. Let him add to you. He will bless you if you let him do it. Amen. I think I'm finished, preacher. I'm, I think I made my point. I, I think, didn't everybody get that point? All right. Amen. I, I, I'll stop right there. <laughs> we pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.